All right, here we go, guys. Live show number three. We're going to have a buddy of mine, Sean Mavon. He's a longtime collector and a really passionate guy. Um, I want to start by, first of all, thanking Carvin for joining me last week, or sorry, on Saturday. That was pretty awesome. We got a great response, tons of comments. Um, I want to thank Carvin for that. Appreciated your insights, buddy. I know everybody else really did too. Um, I also want to mention that the video quality that I had for myself on Saturday with Carvin wasn't so good. And I went through a whole rigmarole with my internet provider and I ended up getting a new computer. So I've got a better processor. My video should be better right now. Sound should be better right now. So thanks for bearing with me if it wasn't uh, great last time, everybody. Um, I want to also mention, I watched the last one back and it's a little strange because whenever I'm looking over here, I'm actually looking at the comments coming through. So I'm not distracted. I'm just looking at comments to see what questions I want to bring on. When I'm looking here, this is me looking at the screen. This is me looking at the guest or myself or whatever I'm looking at, the whatever I have going on on the screen. Um, I'm also going to mention uh, that on May 2nd, I've got a big show coming. Really excited. Two real industry insiders that are going to join me here. We're going to have a panel. So it'll be three of us on the screen. That should be pretty awesome. And today we have a giveaway. So I haven't really yet decided how to give the card away. It's a Leon Dreisaitl SP Authentic um, autograph, limited autograph, uh, courtesy of Wayne Fraser, who owns Doug Laurie Sports Cards in Barrie, Ontario. So Wayne, thank you so much for that. We're honored that you want to contribute and help uh, to promote, and hopefully we get some eyeballs your way as well. So we'll get to that later, how we're going to do that. We may have to uh, do one of those things where if you make a comment on the YouTube channel and subscribe, then you'll be in and we'll give that away randomly, um, you know, next show. So I'm going to let you know. So Sean Mav, this is a buddy of mine who I met at the expo several years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago now. We did a deal and we've just known each other for a while. He's a guy that is super, super passionate about the hobby. This guy has a, uh, well, he'll confirm, I think his son Gavin is four or five years, I think he's four years old and he gets his son really involved in his hobby and he gets him involved in his mail day videos, which are really awesome. So I feel like I know Gavin, even though I've never met him, but it's pretty, pretty cool that Sean gets his son so involved. So I'm going to bring him on and um, let's, uh, let's welcome, let's welcome Sean to the show. Sean, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for Thanks. coming on. Much appreciated, Jeremy. I really appreciate this chance, buddy. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great to have you. I know you're you know you're one of the most passionate guys that I know in the hobby, and uh, you know, and actually, let's just go back to the beginning. So, I did a live video in that vintage room several uh, about a month ago, and you reached out to me right away. And you said you said, "Man, that was awesome. You should do more of those." And I said, "Well, man, why don't you come on with me one time? We'll have a back and forth. We'll chat hobby. It'll be awesome. And if people want to watch, that's great. And if they don't, well, too bad. But you never know. Maybe we'll get the odd comment or, or whatever. So." So here we are. We got you. Uh, we got you on, and um, this is show number three for me on Sports Cards Live. I still love the name. I got to admit it. Um, <laughs> I love the name too. Yeah, thanks, buddy. So it's great to have you. I'm just going to look at my my. So we've got a, we got a few I, a few topics we want to cover. Um, and really, one of the coolest things about Sean is that he he kind of um, being involved with his son in the hobby. He has a way of. Find, seeing a, seeing intersections on how to bring the hobby to more people, especially kids. I know it's always a, a concern of ours as long-term collectors who are concerned about the long-term value of our collections as to who's going to buy these from us in 20, 30 years. Are there enough kids coming in? So Sean's going to really speak to that and what he's done with his son, Gavin, and some other awesome ideas that he has. 
And then we'll go through also a little bit about the history of the online world of collecting and the hobby and how we all how we all come to know each other over time. So enough of me babbling about what we're going to do. Let's do it. Sounds <laughs> good, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Start us off. Start us off, pal, with um, your history of the hobby, a quick synopsis of, oh, of your history in the hobby up until, let's say, the time of the internet. Okay. Well, been collecting for 20 years. Love it. Uh, started off when I was a kid in the late 80s. Uh, I was born in 77, so... Uh, about late 80s, I got into cards. We would go to the corner store, pick up some packs here and there. It was pretty fun. Uh, and then we just put them in bags. Didn't really know much at the time about them, right? So, uh, and of course, this transition to stickers. And then in the early 90s, when that boom happened, Upper Deck and all those companies were just uh, pumping out the cards, pumping out the cards, pro set, you know, Upper Deck. Um, me and my brother, I can remember uh, my brother and I were heavy collecting the 91, 92 Upper Deck series after the uh, Yarmir Yager rookie year. And yeah. uh, we had, we had, I literally, I remember one Christmas, my family got us each like five boxes of that stuff. So there was no shortage of it at the time. And then come to realize now that uh, it was a little bit overproduced back in the day. So, um, but coming up to uh, the time of the internet, it was really difficult to find people to trade with locally. I found that really, really hard. We had uh, one LCS here, uh, local card shop, uh, great Canadian cards. They're still around which is amazing they've moved from different places they were in the mall at one point to now just to a brick and mortar right by an A&W on LaSalle Boulevard the owner Brian's been there the whole way through really nice guy can't speak too highly about him uh he's he's an awesome guy uh but that was that was about the time and then transitioning <laughs> transitioning uh to the internet man that that's just insane by itself eh you have to admit that Jeremy Oh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I do remember discovering the Beckett boards at the very beginning of the internet and, uh, you know, posting posts. This was back in like 2001, 2002. Um, and I remember back then I was, you know, you wanted to get your post count up to make it look like you had a lot of experience in the hobby and you had a lot to say. Um, and then I do remember when the Beckett boards went down and everyone kind of moved off, right? The basketball guys all went to, I think it was Freedom Cardboard and the, the football and baseball guys all went to Sports Card Forum. The hockey guys all went to Hobby Insider. Mm -hmm. and, and now it's like, it's all about blowout, blowout, blowouts. That seems to be the number one. But so, yeah, why don't you take us from there after the, after the whole, and the message boards are still around, but. Oh, they are, they are. They're just not being utilized. Yeah, where else know. have people gone? I mean, it's obvious, but why don't you speak to it? See, for me, uh, I started off with CNC. Like uh, those, those were my boys back in the day when they first started with their message boards. I was in there. Um, I was part of the Gabrick Mafia with CJ, who is the biggest Gabrick collector at the time. Now it's Daniel Cooper, who lives over in Slovakia, I believe, somewhere over in the Czech Republic. He's a dentist, but he's now the biggest Gabrick collector. But I was part of the Mafia with Mur Murray, uh, CJ. Uh, and we were on, they were on, uh, I believe, Hobby Insider or Sports Cards Forum, one of the two. Hobby Insider. Hobby yeah, Insider. Hobby Insider. Um, and they were also part of CNC. So it was pretty cool to, uh, to start there and see how 
how fascinating it was to get a mail day. Like I was doing mail days on YouTube <laughs> when YouTube first started. I was doing mail days way back in the day, um, showing off cards, doing box breaks. Like it was a fantastic time back then, but it was really difficult to keep in touch with people because you're waiting on private messages. You know, you're waiting on people to respond. Sometimes they're busy in their lives and such. And so fast forward to today, holy smokes, man, pick up a cell phone, you got access to anything you want to. So it's pretty wicked the way technology is working nowadays with the hobby, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with all the, with the fate, with Facebook and Facebook groups and Instagram and YouTube, I mean, I, I loved the message boards at the beginning of time when they started, I went as far as acquiring one of them from which I still own wow. to this day. Uh, Hobby Insider being the kind of the home of, for hockey card collectors for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I will admit that I love, I love Instagram and I love the Facebook groups because there's just so many people on there and it's easier and you just put up a picture and hashtag and put some comments. And you don't get into too many details about it. It's, it's quick and easy. You know, I, I got heavy into Instagram just over a year ago. It was probably, it was January of last of 19. And, um, you know, then you watch your follower count go up and you get excited as you get followers. It's a, oh, I got a hundred. I tell my wife, honey, I have a hundred followers on Instagram all of a sudden, you know, and she thinks, oh, good for you. I'm like, good for you, honey. Right. It's and so true. It's so true. Yeah. And I just got to a, a thousand followers on my hockey card or my sports wow. card account there just a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've met some really cool people through there that I have met in person um, and the same thing with Facebook groups, you know, there's some really great groups out there with people that run them, run some good tight ships and, you know, whether it's razes or group breaks or, you know, and then there's all the card shop owners, like a lot of people that we know who go on there and live stream their breaks. It's a really good mechanism for them to do that, to get the word out and get their product out there, especially with the COVID-19 uh, crisis going mm -hmm. on and people being stuck at home. So yeah, it's uh I love the Facebook Instagram thing uh, a lot. And, you know, but as we talked about in preparation for this, I want you to speak a bit about um, how you went from meeting people in a virtual world to actually then meeting them in person. And what, where did you meet, where did you first meet some of your oh. CNC pals or other pals as well? Where did you meet right. some of those people? So when CNC uh, were first doing their breaks, they were just doing it online only. They didn't have a store. They didn't have a brick and mortar store, right? Um, they were doing it online only. They were utilizing their, uh, their YouTube uh, page for videos from their basement. Uh, and then they decided to open up a store. And uh, it was really awesome. I went there for the first grand opening. I'll never forget this ever. Uh, it was a surprise visit. Like they, I, I said, you know, maybe I might come. And I, I had a buddy of mine who doesn't even collect hockey cards give me a ride down to Kitchener to go down because I really didn't want to miss that. I was very supportive of these guys. Uh, and the, it was just fantastic. You walk through the door, they have everything set up, beautiful bar, beautiful like broadcast booth, product galore. It was like an, a nice, a really nice store where as soon as you walked in the door, you felt welcome. And sure. I felt welcome as soon as I got in there. Uh, I'm, I met like all the guys from the boards were there. It was insane to just put like faces to that. We all like hung out for the whole day. We brought our traders. We went out for a beer at a bar. We just like got to know each other physically, 
because we already knew each other from the message boards. Like we already message each other and so forth, so on and so forth. A uh, guy who comes to mind that's still my friend to this day who I message on a daily basis is Marty Martin. He was on that board as Macy Doc. And uh, we just formed this friendship, man. Like it's, we've been to expos together. Uh, we went to the grand opening of CNC together. I still stay in touch with them. And if there ever isn't another expo, we're definitely going to go hang out for sure. That's where I met you, Jeremy. That was like one of the best things ever. I still remember it was a one-on-one Kippersoft from in the game ultimate. I got from you that, uh, that yeah. time at the expo. That's, That's right. Exactly. Speaking of a one-on-one Kippersoft, this is—I I just got this in the mail not a few days ago. Actually, this is a—this is from in the game ultimate. This is the one of one from the the number piece. And I, I hoard cards from this set. I've got about eighty-five cards from this set, all one of ones, and I love them. They're one of the favorite, my favorite sub PCs within my PC. Yeah, I think I mentioned to you, I've got to pry that from your collection and make that mine somehow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to try my best to to, to wheel that from you. I know I know Kurt has a, a really nice Gabrick too, but I know that'll never come my way. So I'm going to try and get yours, but that's okay. I want What I want to know though is how long did you know these guys uh, from a, a remote, like just from virtually? How okay. long did you know them virtually before you finally met them in person because i want i want people that might be watching who haven't maybe had as much experience on um online or uh you know really online to know that like you can develop friendships in this hobby oh my gosh virtually and then when you meet people you're just like hey (laughs) hey it's like i already know you like what are some of your experiences with that well, for me, first of all, I just want to mention to you, thank you very much for getting me involved in Instagram. <laughs> I, never, I never, ever, ever thought to utilize that kind of page for the out, the outlet of sports cards. Like I literally, literally like two days ago, just started posting cards because of your recommendation. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'm starting starting to form friendships on there. People are honestly messaging me. So it's kind of cool. It's that's, that's a neat transition for me because it's reminding me of where I was before. It was reminding me of the fact that like when I was on CNC talking to BQ Aggie from Texas, like, you know, like, uh, oh yeah, I might be making it up to the expo and so on and so forth. Right. So it, you, you form these bonds and relationships with people. And then when you meet up with them in real life, it's just like you put a little cherry on top, right? Like CJ, CJ from Hobby Insider, man. That guy was like the biggest influence on me that when I met him at the expo, I actually got his autograph on a dollar bill and I still have it to this day. No yeah. joke. Cause he was, he was a big influence on me. He even brought a card from Murray who couldn't make it to the expo and me and him hung out like the whole time we were at the expo. We went to the Lone Star Grill to have beers with everybody. You know, it was just like one of those things that was like a once in a lifetime thing for me to me, yeah. my favorite collector of Gabrick. And just to understand that they're letting me in their group, I was blown away, blown away. You know, it was just awesome. It was such a good feeling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I mean, part of our discussion was let's talk about making friends remotely, meeting them in person and how that goes. So you mentioned earlier to me that, you know, you met these guys and we call them CNC for people who don't know it. They're really called Clutes and Chera. There are a couple of guys from Ontario, Canada that, that were early adopters of the online presence. And then they opened a store and they're now uh, a pretty substantial uh, store in Canada, I believe. But, um, but and this is kind of your history, you know, which is why mm-hmm. we're discussing that and I'm happy to. Um, 
you know, it's uh, it's really cool to to just think about how many friends you can make remotely until you actually get to know them. And you know, for me, like I like even Amit, Amit, who I have up oh, on. Oh, Amit, yeah, yeah, Amit <laughs> he's awesome. Amit. You know, Amit, I count as one of my closest friends who I met through the hobby, and I wouldn't have known him otherwise if it wasn't for this hobby. And then you meet these guys, and you become good friends with them um, to the point where they become better friends than some of your longest-term friends. I talk to my hobby friends <laughs> more than I talk to my old, my hot, my my any other friends I have, whether it's high school, university, or work pals. You know, anybody. It's a uh, it's been a really great way to make friends, and I think the hobby is really valuable for that reason that you're not just collecting cards, you're collecting relationships as well. And these are relationships that are going to last. Yeah, that, that was on the fly. That was on the fly. That was a good one, man. Yeah. That's a that's, that's a t-shirt material right there. <laughs> right. The hobby, not just collecting cards, collecting friends. But you know what? It's true. You do. And, um, you know, one of the things that we do, like um, the Hobby Insider Gang, before every expo, we have our Thursday night pre since before my time there and I've wow. site for about eight or nine years now it's been going on for a very long time and um, it's a great night it's Thursday night before the expo starts we all get together at Jack Astor's and we hang out for a few hours and we have food we drink you know we usually get about 30 people out we get representatives from Upper Deck they come out and do some giveaways and hang out with us we have had uh, representatives from Leaf come out and hang out with us and wow. give out some product for fun it's a really good time and you know it's just more it just goes more or less to show that you know you can make you can have these great relationships uh really through the through the hobby um which which is just awesome mm -hmm. so okay let's move on um i want to talk i want you to talk a bit about um your 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 how you've got your son involved there's a lot of people watching i'm sure that have kids so talk about how you get your son gavin involved well, my son, Gavin, uh, we try and made him an active hockey fan since he was born. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm a Sabres fan at heart. My wife's a diehard Leafs fan. Uh, and so we were always conflicted. But uh, the first time we ever introduced him to hockey cards was going out to uh, a Sudbury Wolves uh, autograph session in the mall. So he was uh, two years old at the time. And his first card, I still have it in a plastic. I don't have it with me, but uh, I do have it posted on my Instagram. So go check it out. Uh, is was an Owen Lalone card. And he actually had the card in his hands. And he bit like the whole corner right off. Definitely grade, <laughs> definitely grade a nine or a ten. I promise. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that was his first introduction to cards. And then, uh, as he grew older, he would watch me. I would get these packages in the mail. He became curious about what I was getting in the mail, and uh, mom would usually take him off to the side while I did my mail days and presented what I got on uh, Facebook, which I'm utilizing a lot more now than I did than I did youtube i don't even have i haven't posted a youtube video in forever like i'm talking years i think my well, you're you're doing one right now that's awesome that's cool that yeah. is really cool seriously because it's been about eight years i think since i posted on youtube um but i would post these uh mail days on facebook and then gavin would be very intrigued so he would come in and he, he would start with me like it was really really cool now he even starts to know like which nhl team like let's say if i hold up a card for example like an la kings card you know yeah he would know, he would know that logo and he would say that's the la kings and how and, old is he is he four or five he's four 
He's four. Well, guys, this is a four-year-old kid who's, you know, that, that's how you get them started. And we want to get these these guys started. But what I really want you to go to, okay, but sorry, before we go on, I just want to mention to, to people watching, if you're watching on and you're commenting on Facebook, guys, we're only going to get your comments on the screen or your questions if you go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook and click the big blue button. It's the only way you're going to get on the screen. That way we know who you are. Otherwise, um, it just won't get there. So please go do that. Really appreciate it. Also want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Getting towards 100 followers so we can get the special URL. Sorry for the plug here, Sean, in the middle of your story. Oh. But I want to get people to do that. Please do that, guys. It'd be pretty awesome. I'd really appreciate it. And again, go to uh, going across the bottom there right now, streamyard.com slash Facebook. Click the big blue button there, and that will allow your name to show through in the comments and I can put you up there just like, see, just like me, rather than this one, which I'm not going to put up those anymore. So, (laughs) you know, Roddy, you know, Andy, these guys have done that. My buddy, Brian, everyone's doing that. So guys, please go do that. Thank you very much. Okay. So talk, Sean, let's hear about, let's hear about how you're doing, um, how you do your mail day videos and, and just, Tell about, talk about that a bit. And, and- okay. So since Gavin became so active with me in, in the Facebook mail day videos, like he became a, a, a treat for everybody. Literally I would get, I was going from getting maybe 20 views on Facebook uh, to each mail day that I was with him. I would get like literally a hundred or 200 views, not that many comments, but just views, which is good because that's what we want. We want to promote the hobby. I'm very passionate. I love this hobby. I may not have super high end cards, but I love this hobby for what it is. It's passion for me. And I wanted to show that to Gavin. So he became more involved, more involved, more involved. We were doing our mail days. And he said to me after one mail day, I'll never forget what he said. He says, daddy, can I give some of my cards to someone? And I said, yes, that is, that shows that he is learning how much of a hobby this is for everybody. Right. So that's when me and him sat down. He's only, he was only three at the time, but I still wanted to let him know that he had an outlet to do that. So we uh, made a webpage on Facebook called Gavin gives back. And it would be amazing if you guys went to go like the page. We don't have too much traffic on it right now, but we will get some more as, uh, as time goes on. But uh, he he sends out one package. He tries to one package a month to just anybody that likes his page. And it, what it is is it's a mystery pack. So he goes through uh, my cards for now <laughs> until he builds up his collection. And he makes a nice little mystery pack, you know, maybe $30, $40 mystery pack, which is cool for him. And he, you know, he'll, he'll do drawings on like pieces of paper, include that in there, mark them one of one, you know, just stuff like that. So when people get it, they can really make a connection to this kid who really loves the hobby at such a young age. And yeah. I think that's that's truly remarkable to see how much passion and how excited he gets. Um, there's mail days that we have gotten uh, one card and he is literally jumping through the roof, you know, and it's just amazing to see that. And it's 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 from from my perspective, it's like what I was like when I was a kid. But now I could broadcast it live to everybody for everybody to see. Yeah. And show everyone just how into, into this your kid is and that you guys share this hobby, this passion and 
and that you're you're really grooming him to become a collector down the road. Hope you know things can obviously change, but hopefully he does stay involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Those are his uh, Matthews, man. He loves Austin Matthews. That's his favorite player ever. And oh man, like just fortunate enough to run into collectors who were able, like I swapped out my whole Eichel PC to get him like a nice, nice, nice Matthews card that he'll remember from when for when he gets older right like there's just there's things that there's sacrifices i make for my son so when he gets older he'll understand like wow my dad was really passionate about this and so was i about austin matthews (laughs) yeah no no doubt hey um we've had someone wants to know uh amit's asking can you name his page i'll put it on the screen what's his uh facebook page that you were talking about gavin gives back yep gavin gives back yeah that's that's what it's called and that's a fate it's a facebook uh just a Facebook page, right? Yeah, yeah, just a Facebook page. And he always ends the videos with like, like, comment, and subscribe. You know, it's kind of oh, funny because we're not on he's YouTube. A pro, but... He's a pro. <laughs> he loves that. Yeah, stuff, back. That's the Facebook Facebook page. All right, I'll just throw that up there. And uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Thanks. Facebook page. Yeah, and to Sam Genova, yes, sir, I can see your name now. Thank you very much for clicking the button, the blue button. Gavin gives back. There it is. Right on. Thank you so All much. Right. Appreciate that. So the next kind of topic, I, it's awesome to hear about Gavin getting involved, four-year-old kid, you know, sharing his, sharing the passion. And, and I'm, you know, the, the whole point of talking about this is to let other people know that, you know, you can, you can do this too. You get involved, get your kid involved yes. Have them in your videos. Who doesn't want to see themselves on TV? You know, like it's just yeah. kind of neat, right. Um, so Something we talked about last week was, you know, how can the hobby grow and attract more kids? And you had a great idea. Um, so before you jump into that, mm-hmm. and, you know, just talk about that. And if anyone out there has any other suggestions, throw them out there. Let's see if we can get a little brainstorm session going here on uh, just building from the idea that Sean will will um, will discuss in a moment. But I want I'm just going to put the uh, I'm just going to say one more time. So we're still getting a lot of comments that I don't know who you are. Streamyard.com slash Facebook. Click the big blue button, please. Subscribe to YouTube, like, and all that. That'd be really awesome. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. There you go, Sam. You're up on screen. Thanks, buddy. You've pressed the big blue button. We appreciate that. I certainly do. Um, okay. So why don't you talk about what we spoke about earlier, which was the inter the potential intersection between cards, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and video games. Okay, this is perfect. I, okay, I am a nerd. I am a nerd, a nerd, a nerd, wholeheartedly. Um, I love NHL, the series NHL for video games. It's one of my passions, favorite, love playing it every year. And they have a mode called Hockey Ultimate Team, which is pretty cool. You get to pick your players that you want to play on your team, and then you play against other players online. Okay, so they form their team and you play with your team against theirs, which is sweet. So you're trying to get the highest numbered cards like a 99 overall McDavid for your starting lineup and so on and so forth. But you can pick even players from uh, the OHL, the CHL, QJM, HL, whatever league you want to play. You can get those players onto your team. So I think it would be an amazing idea if uh, somehow we can get 
cards involved in this somehow, like real life physical cards. I'm not talking about the, the cards that are on the screen. It would be neat to see if there was like tournaments on there where you can win, like let's say an autographed jersey card of a certain player or, um, you know, somehow tie in redemptions where you can win uh, an autographed numbered one out of one or a shield card or, you know, something of that nature. So we can see the hockey card industry it will get a lot more followers i think personally uh, it would get a lot more followers because there's a lot more of a younger generation playing these games man i'm playing against 15 year olds who are kicking my ass online you know truthfully yeah. and i'm just this old boomer just sitting there like hey this is really cool you know i still have a passion for it but i'm i can't I can't outplay these kids. Now these kids, some of these kids, like I do talk to them. I have, there's Facebook pages on, sorry, there's pages on Facebook that I do follow like uh, NHL players, uh, stuff like that. And I talk to these people. I, some, uh, some of them, I even got into the hobby, whether it be just going to uh, not a brick and mortar store, but just uh, the Toys R Us. Cause that's all they have there to get a box of cards. And then they're excited when they see that they can actually go in and get a box of cards and grab players that are just on the, on the video game. Like they're, they're, they're flabbergasted. They're like, I can't believe I can get this. And I'm like, you should see hobby boxes, buddy. <laughs> there's yeah. jerseys, there's autographs, you know, the higher end products, your patch autographs, rookie autographs, you know? So there's a whole storm of things that can come together. If, if it ever happened would be, the way to connect people who normally wouldn't collect physical hockey cards to actually just being, being able to sure. like that, would, that would be epic. I think. My so where's mind. Gavin? He must be sleeping. It's pretty late out there right now. In the Ooh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. 10 30, 10 30 here. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that when we think about intersecting cards and video games, I, I want to see how do we get cards into the hands of people that are playing video games that may not really be that aware of, of the hobby and how do we make those something that they want? So one of the ideas I think that we spoke about before was that number one, when you buy a video game and I don't, I gotta be honest, I don't know. Do you still go to the store and buy video games or is it all downloadable nowadays? Well, right? You see, you can, you can download them now, but uh, if you get a physical copy of the game, which I have all of the NHL series in physical copy, uh, it's, it's better because you get bonuses when you go to the store to pick it up. Like they'll give right. you like extra DLC or something like that. So it's kind of right. cool to have the physical copy. It's more collectible. So if there was a card that came in every video game that was exclusive mm. to the video game, kind of like the old starting, the old Kenner starting lineups that came with a card that you could mm -hmm. see through. But what if you went and bought a video game and on release date of this video game, because the company like EA Sports makes a big deal about their release date. They, oh, even, they, do. they even unveil the cover of the hockey game on the NHL awards show every year. Yep. You know, it would be pretty cool if there was a card in that box made by say another NHL licensee. I won't mention any names upper deck, but let's say there was, <laughs> right? It would be pretty cool if there was a card in that in that box mm -hmm. that the kids would or whoever, not a kid, anybody would open up, get their game, put it in, oh, there's this card here. And maybe it wasn't just an old school hockey card. Maybe it had an autograph or a memorabilia piece in it to actually catch their attention a little bit more. But beside, beyond that, beyond that, you know, if there was a way where there were achievements in the games themselves and not just being the best player, because, you know, that's, that's a skill. It's hard. And then now you're, you're alienating the worst players, but in mm -hmm. some way, hours play random. Yeah. Where everyone has a shot at getting a card that they might then with either be able to redeem through the video game or mm -hmm. 
send something in or a code that you enter on a website, something like that, where you can now get cards and there could be real good chase cards in there too, that are exclusive to that uh, format, that delivery system. So just a uh, cool idea that, I just wanted to touch on something really quick because I know that different sports franchises uh, have different ways that you open packs for their ultimate team and so on and so forth, right? So uh, let's say in Mutt, Madden Ultimate Team, they can actually you can actually go in there and buy boxes of online digital cards for your team. See, in Hut, you can only buy single packs, which kind of... <laughs> I don't know. You're not. You're trying to chase cards on there, but it's really difficult with the system that they have in place. So maybe if they did have boxes, maybe they can do inserts for uh, an actual physical card in those boxes. Do you know what I mean? I do. So we've had we've had a couple comments here. So Chris says that you know Pinnacle had EA cards in '97, '98. Maybe Upper Deck could integrate something. We're we're lucky enough to have uh, someone from Upper Deck in the room right now. Billy's. Uh, product development manager at Upper Deck. He built some of the best, some of my favorite sets that come out of Upper Deck. Billy, how's it going, buddy? Um, you might have some information on that. Maybe we'll get you on here later uh, at, on a later day to, to talk about that and what what actually Upper Deck could possibly uh, could possibly do. Uh, Tim says, yeah, there were cards in NHL 2002. So I guess this isn't a brand new idea that we're come up in, coming up with, but I will say it's something I've never heard of. And I've never had someone come up to me at a card show and you know, I've been setting up a card shows for 15 years now regularly and I talk to a lot of people at the shows and one of the first things I ask people if I haven't met them before is I say number one what got you in the hobby what brings you to the show and and how do you approach it you know but I'm really curious like how, how did you hear about it and a lot of people will say oh you know I collected as a kid and I saw an ad in the newspaper I heard an ad on the radio I thought I'd come check it out I had nothing else to do on this Saturday afternoon well that that's cool and all but that's only that we're only as good as the advertising that the show promoters are doing. And they're not reaching everybody. Of course, it's a big world out there. So could they do something through the video game arena? Cause we know that the video game industry is a multi-billion dollar. In dollars. Yeah. I mean, we we're taught, we're focusing a lot about hockey. We're both hockey fans, but I want to, you know, this should extend to all the sports as well. I would think, um, mm -hmm. Tim has a comment here along with cards you, you get as a cheat you could get as achievements within the game in O2. So so these ideas have been floating out there obviously for a while. Mm -hmm. I think there's an opportunity. 2002 is a long time ago and yes. technology and communication have come a long way. So I'd like to see maybe a a revamp of that or a new a new initiative to bring the gamers in because we know that the hobby is having a lot of success bringing in the sneakerheads, especially in the basketball world. They're looking for something that's a little bit easier to ship and collect and they're smaller than sneakers. And so, you know, that, that, that's been successful. Perhaps there's a, there's an opportunity there with, um, with that, uh, with the video games. Well, Wayne says, I thought this guy's name from my, it was Billy. Cello. That'd be ironic. Yeah. <laughs> After the cello packs. Hey, Wayne. For sure. What do we have here? Sean got me to sign up on UCB back in 08 from his YouTube videos. I don't oh, know what that cardboard, is. Cardboard. Wow, that was way back. Holy smokes. What's I've, UCB? Ultimate Cardboard, I believe. Uh, wow, that's taking me back for a flip, man. I totally forgot about that page. UltimateCardboard.com. I do well, remember that page so now. 
just a way to show that you know you've uh, you've already br- you've been bringing people into the hobby. You get your son involved. We're talking. There's other ways to do it. Billy made another comment. We're always looking for people to work with. Heck, we put Michael Jordan cards in underwear packs. That's right. The Haynes, the Haynes Jordan, with apparently some some real tough to chase autographs. And that uh, and I, you know, in my discussions with the basketball uh, segment of the hobby, I don't. I think they're saying they haven't seen one of those autographs yet. But the cards are definitely floating around. Uh, there was an autograph actually put in there. No, I way. believe so. Yeah, you can get an autograph pan. You can get an autograph card with your with your gitch. No problem. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Andy makes the comment, gaming has come a long way. And, you know, I, I'm not a gamer. I, I'm an Atari 2600, an original NES kind of guy, right? <laughs> that, those, are, those are my game, my video game system. So I don't know how far gaming has come, but... Um, but See, uh, with one with that, one with that comment too, is that hockey, uh, any kind of sports cards have come a long way with the technology that they're utilizing right now. Uh, let's say just even from, uh, you know, the regular OPG sets from back in the mid eighties to uh, the technological advancements to the, like the shimmer and shine from the platinum sets now where you got like the, the one of ones you got like, you know, the, the serial numbering. Uh, so like technology, like before it was like, uh, it wasn't really a limited hobby. Now it become, it became more of a limited hobby as time went by, right? Because you're getting the low numbers, you're getting the rare pieces of Jersey, you're getting patch cards, you're getting autograph cards, you're getting, uh, Easter egg cards, which are super cool. Yeah. I think that's, that is pretty rad or some cards that you'd never think would be worth some money. Like, um, I have this Gabrick Stamkos Malkin, um, checklist kind of card from OPG and it's it's book value is like 50 bucks because i guess it's a rare card it's is it's that, is it a black bordered one or a, is it a black bordered parallel to a white card that comes to mind but no it's it's an insert card though it's a top goal scores from like 2000 something like it was, right. it was the recent years yeah so here's the comment chris is maybe an insert with a scratch off code for players in the game yeah something like that where mm-hmm. you know even if they don't put the card in the pack I don't know. You know what? The guys at the at the at the NHL licensee companies, EA Sports, Upper Deck, I'm sure they can come up with something pretty awesome. If uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they're already thinking about it. You know, Amit says you could also put Sidney Crosby in orange juice crates. Yeah, to put him put Sidney inside the orange juice. That would be great. I, mean, I think that would more, be more so Matt Zuccarello, but uh. <laughs> I was thinking maybe more in a in a in a. Uh, Tim Hortons cup or something like that. Mm. Uh, that could be done. You know, Andy, Andy plays NES. So yeah, I love the NES. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, I had, I had the super Nintendo too. Didn't like it nearly as much. Speaking of NES. Um, did you guys know that on duck hunt, if you plug in the second controller, the second player can control the way the duck flies. Just a I, little Easter egg for you. Yeah. I did know I, that. I did knew that's that. pretty cool. I think that's pretty rad. I shouldn't say like it's been top of mind for the last 20 years, but I do remember that from uh, when I got my first NES, which was in about 1988, I believe. And I had my wisdom teeth out. So I was home from, from school, probably grade eight or grade nine. My mother bought it for me one day and I, I had Super Mario Brothers mastered, got to the end in like four days. And I even stumbled upon that trick wow. on the stairs, you know, when you went up to yeah. jump to the flag where you could keep on jumping up and down on the little turtle and get all the, get like unlimited free men. No way. Yeah, that, yeah you, you find that on, on YouTube somewhere. You'll find a video for that, I'm sure. Here's, here's the, okay, here we go, right? Straight from Billy at Upper Deck. We definitely are aware of the gamers. We even have an Overwatch sets. I don't know what that means in Overwatch sets, but... 
see that's that's more for the generation that plays like Fortnite and stuff this is this like what what we were talking about was just sports just to get people involved in sports like trust me Fortnite and overwatch are huge 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 like you can search it on youtube and there's like actually it's like they have leagues for this kind of stuff right yeah. but uh but for sports like it's not it's more put in the back burner like they got the call of duty they got uh you know uh overwatch they got like Fortnite. they got all those kind of leagues but then we don't really have a league that aside from the tournament that just happened for uh uh g i forget what it was called but i entered it i did dismal but uh they have tournaments once a year for us so it's like meh kind of lose out but it would be cool to see some way to integrate cards with that i think anyway yeah you know i think that the whole game the non-sport gaming piece is pretty cool we know from pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, magic the gathering cards that cards are popular not just for sports themes so I, it to me it's a natural progression to go from the the the, the gaming to the video gaming cards i think there could you know especially in 20 years from now when all these kids now who are addicted to Fortnite want to relive those that youth that is today and maybe there's something there for them just like you know the black lotus and the charizard are huge money cards nowadays right that could be definitely something that comes up but i'm more i'm a sports card guy more so i'm more interested in seeing how we can bring more people into the sports card world um through uh through 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 the games yeah that Mm -hmm. i think would be a great way to do it Andy, here's a question for you, Sean. Have you ever considered opening Upper Deck ePacks online with Gavin? Ah, see, I actually have uh, looked in, you know, like we do the daily openings of the free packs and stuff. I know that makes it more accessible. I love the premise of everything being at your fingertips. I think that's super cool. But for me, I realize that Gavin loves physically opening up the packs of cards. We go sure. to the brick and mortar store or we'll order off the internet, get the box in. Like it's it's honestly a running Christmas gift that we get Gavin a box of cards at Christmas. And yeah. he loves just physically opening up cards. Um, even in EA Sports NHL, when we do the hut thing, he loves opening up the packs there. But it's nothing, um, it's nothing more satisfying than actually physically opening it up for him. Yeah. Here's a new comment, kind of unrelated from Eli, Sean Matt. I think Tim Horton, you know Eli for sure. I think Tim Horton's an excellent job getting young kids involved in the hobby, lots of new faces. Yeah, Eli, great point. And the thing I like about that is the Tim Hortons that I stop at on my way to work, well, not so much anymore, but uh, back in the old days, pre-COVID, they had a a billboard outside their shop, outside their restaurant saying, you know, trade trade night this Wednesday for Mm -hmm. NHL cards and i thought well that's cool because not only are they actually doing that but they're putting it on the billboard so that driver drivers by passers by can see hey hockey cards hockey cards you know maybe they'll go in of course you know the mcdonald's thing started that a long time ago and so yeah i agree they are uh, they are doing a good job at that for sure yeah i agree with that 150 percent uh since gavin was two years old we've tried to collect the full set each year yeah. So it's just something that we do as a family. Even Callie gets involved. She loves in case she may not be a collector, but she loves opening up packs. She yeah. loves it. Like seriously, she loves it. It's so fun, we, right? yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And she has this really weird thing with pulling Connor McDavid cards. I don't know why, but she does. And she's me, yeah, not a bad player. Not a bad problem to have. You know, <laughs> talking about talk, speaking of EPAC, I want to, I want to, you know, just make a point here that, 
<clears throat> while they are great for people who don't have a card shop nearby, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, I'd, I'd argue now with uh, COVID-19 and everyone being, you know, staying home, that no one has a card shop nearby because you don't, oh. ne- you can't necessarily just go to your basement or upstairs or within your house or your backyard and find cards. But so, you know, when, you know, Wayne, who's actually sort of sponsoring this episode, I guess you could say by doing a, a giveaway of a dry cycle, um, SP authentic limited autograph card, which we'll figure out how to give that away soon. You know, he says EPAX grumble grumble because he he owns a card shop. And so EPAX could theoretically take away some of his business uh, at his bricks and mortar. So I don't want to get into the, the the pros and cons or the good thing and bad things about that. But I will say to anyone who's watching, you know, if you're out there and you have the chance to buy from a, a bricks and mortar shop, let's help keep those guys in business right now. And Upper Deck still benefits to the sale of those cards. And, you know, Let's lean that way for now, especially with COVID-19. See, with my LCS right now, uh, you can honestly call up Brian and he will actually just uh, just do a, de- like not delivery, but you can go to the store and it will be like a, a touchless delivery. Basically, he'll leave the, the package outside the back door. You pay for it before you go in. They bring the product out to you, which is amazing because you're seeing a lot of local businesses doing that now you know like it, the you sure you could still go into walmart and stuff but i mean uh the 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 small local businesses will actually even be delivering to you now so yeah. i think that i think we should be taking advantage and trying to support local businesses because i hope that they stay open when this is all done i hear you you know brett makes a good point here right like opening packs of cards is the essence of the hobby now i will say <clears throat> i will say that for me as a collector, I'm not a big breaker on like EPAC um, from card shops, from the retail side of things. I'm not a huge breaker. I'm a, I'm a singles guy. I love my singles. I do crack the odd time, but it's certainly not for me. I can understand Brett saying it's the essence of the hobby, but for me, it, I think it's more the, it's what brings you into the hobby as a youngster. You know, nowadays with the prices, it's a it's the gamble aspect is fun for the older collector. But as a kid, I mean, I remember going to the drugstore, uh, you know, at, at the corner the corner when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old with my two dollar allowance and buying 25 cent packs of Opeachy hockey and tops basketball. I was buying the 8081 Magic Johnson Larry Bird rookie year. For 25, whatever it was, 25, 30 cents, five cents a pack. The ones that perforated. I remember sitting in the car in the back of my mom's car, opening these packs, eating the gum, and tearing them apart. I don't know how many Patrick Johnson, Larry Bird, Dr. J cars I tore apart. But that was what got me interested in the hobby as a kid. And I I I haven't stopped since then. So I think it's one of the essences of the hobby. I think the other essence of the hobby, and I it, it is really Though we're collectors in our by nature, it's in our blood, and we like to accumulate these things. And I often I've asked people that that hoard certain things or that try and get these big sets. Even myself now, I've asked myself, why do I do this? Why do I want these? And how often am I going to look at them? And where do I store them? Like, how often do I pull them out? Or but asking other people, I, I know a lot of people have said to me, I just put them away. I don't need to look at them ever again. I just know I have them and I put them away, and that's. It's an interesting way to collect. I'm, I'm not judging it. I prefer to look at my cards sometimes. Um, not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with it, but yeah, you know. Um, okay, moving on from that one. Curbside <laughs> pickup, yeah, like you know, Wayne, Wayne at uh, Doug Laurie Sports. Oh, that's Park. awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's good, Wayne. Seriously, that's good. 
Yeah, that's good to hear that you guys are doing that. And if you're in Wayne's area, definitely go and check out his shop. They're doing curbside. So, I mean, they probably got all the new products too, like Platinum that just came out over the, the last week and stuff. So definitely check out his shop for sure. Yeah, they're, they're in Barrie, Ontario. If anyone out there could go by there. Yeah, Andy says the same thing. Here we have a, an anonymous user saying he did some today. So nice. w- wonderful, wonderful. What a, what is, uh, oh, what's this? Yeah, I stuck my Marty. Marty. Hey. I stuck my entire Gretzky rookie year in a scrapbook for a Boy Scout badge. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> right? Like, the things we used to do. I, I'm going to tell a short story. So I remember being in my, my, my red shag carpet bedroom when I was probably, I don't know, I was probably 15 or 16 years old. And I had all my cards. There was the Iserman rookie year, the 84-85 Opeche. I had them laid out on my floor in my bedroom because I had gotten the first hockey Beckett. And I'm opening up that Beckett, and I'm seeing that my these cards are now worth $30, $40. And I thought to myself, well, that, that was when it all turned. Once there was once there were values yeah. assigned to yeah. these cards that were strictly collectibles, everything kind of turned as soon as the as soon as Beckett came out with his first hockey issue for me. I mean, it came out probably a year after. The one or two years after the first baseball issue came out, everything kind of turned. And then we know what's happened since then, the internet and and the boom in the early 90s and all that. So interesting stuff. Let's see if we have something else here. What's this here? Tim says, I think kids need a set that they aren't compiling with grownups to collect, that they aren't competing with grownups to collect. I got a good set for that. Um, Me and my son were actually putting this together. Uh, it's this year's portrait set. I just think that it looks super cool because it reminds me of grade eight pictures. I'm sure you can attest to that, Jeremy. Oh yeah. Um, I think it looks super cool. And Gavin, as soon as he saw his first portraits card uh, on uh, during Christmas, because we busted a box together, he was like, dad, this is so cool. So I, I was like, Kate, hey, that's our goal. And we're out of the hundred card set. I think we're only missing like 12 or 13 right now. So we're doing pretty good on that. Yeah, and you know what? It doesn't matter if you think they're ugly cards or beautiful cards, whatever. Gav, all that's important is that Gavin likes them, mm-hmm. and this four-year-old kid wants to collect them. You know, when when yep. those were first when those were first teased out into the market by Upper Deck, I thought they were cool. I thought they were just different. And you know, a lot of people were making fun of them, and those things are terrible. And you saw these funny memes people were creating and putting out there mocking those cards. And yeah. I thought to myself, you know what? That's the kind of thing that if everyone's ignoring them now down the road, they may be, become somewhat desirable, especially if there's some rare ones to chase. And I know there are the limited print runs. I think there's a parallel to 25 and maybe yeah. another one five, right? I think I, I'm with you and Gavin. I thought those were cool looking cards and they are nostalgic to when guys of our vintage yes. they go and have picture day at school. And then you'd have, you know, you, your family would order the bunch and there would be those corny cheesy looking pictures of you that all your relatives would have on their fridge later (laughs) on right christmas presents yep (laughs) yeah exactly so right on so listen you oh my table's shaking you collect uh, gabrick why don't you show us a couple cards from your collection 100% 100% man I love Gabrick uh, I'll show you the first card that got me into him just with a brief story uh, my dad passed away two years ago and uh, I opened up a one of my first packs that uh, when I was new into collecting again because you know how we go into phases where we'll collect for a bit stop collect for a bit um, so I opened up a pack of in the game I believe and I pulled this card um, it's a franchise player's Marion Gabrick. This was the first ever Gabrick. I've never even heard of the guy before I pulled this card um, back then. And uh, that's the reason why I started collecting them. 
So if it would have been a Phil Kessel jersey, I would have been collecting Phil Kessel, right? So like, it's it's weird. Uh, Let me jump in. The connection you have to the to the player that you PC is strictly a result of the hobby itself. Whereas from you know, I've collected Dale Howarchuk cards for quite some time because I grew up watching him play, and he was the hero in Winnipeg. Even though we could never get past the Oilers, the Flames, or the Canucks, he was the guy. So it's interesting that you can. Find a player to collect be, through the through what you pull out of a pack. You often see people post on message boards or Facebook saying, I'm being haunted by this or that mm-hmm. player. They're coming out in all my breaks. And the guys that are haunted by the Connor McDavid's or the LeBron James's of the world are blessed. You know, it's nice to be haunted by a ghost who's bestowing gifts upon you all the time, right? But if you're, so if you're haunted by a total scrub, you are feeling like you are burning your money. So he no. wasn't a scrub, my friend. He scored oh, five goals in an all-star game and he should he should have won the Tron Smythe. Gabrick uh, Gabrick was not a scrub, that's for sure. I thought he was, he was a great a, player too. He was a beast for his time. It's too bad that Ottawa never he never really panned out there. I think he'll retire, obviously. But um another interesting set that I have. Uh, I traded a one of one to Daniel Cooper. And I got a chance to finish. Um, are you familiar with the Donruss Elite? Yes. You know the, how they have uh, the the autograph or the jersey, and then the autograph, and then the patch autograph. Yeah. So it actually comes out. There's only three. So it's there's only three in the world. Whoops. Three possible uh, sets of three cards. Yes, three possible sets of three. So I have one. I'm really excited about that. That's one that I was looking to try and. Um, just get off like so i have a nice nice subset of them that's really rare yeah uh, and i traded away a one of one button card from artifacts so for me i was pretty thank you, scotty nobles sorry to cut you off sean thank you scotty for uh for the shout out we appreciate it very much i just want to sean i just want to pull back here to sam's comment florida mm-hmm. ceiling card display in the man cave is the only way to look at your cards protected from the sun of course yeah sam that's that's been my uh my hobby long goal is to have a have a room just floor wallpapered in cards. I mean, I can fun. mention to you a guy named Ricky. Uh, he is he lives up the road from me, and he invites me over sometimes to go to his card room. And I have never ever in my life seen the guy with so much passion like me have so much cards, man. Like I'm talking ceiling to floor. Uh, display cases, everything. He has everything in order. He's very meticulous. And he just has a beautiful collection of hockey cards, man. Like that's where I go. Me and him will crack a beer and sit in there for an hour and just talk hockey cards, man. It's pretty sweet. Just enjoy the cards, man. Just sit there and look at them. That's what they're Mm -hmm. meant to do is look at them and just make you happy because they're so, they're they're eye candy in a way. Just like like a lot of other things. Nice cars and nice looking people can be eye candy, right? Like here's a good one. Um, now, you know, whoever this is, I don't know. Can you please go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and click the big blue button? Once you do that, we'll come back and talk about that. Um, oh, Neil Poirier. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. This is a good comment here, Chris. Just get a case of pro set and a staple gun and just uh, hammer them onto your wall, right? That's not that's not my idea of something pretty to look at unless they're all the Stanley Cup holograms. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that card is so beautiful. That's one that I honestly I would love from the 90s to have that in my PC. I I've never seen one live. 
Um, uh, that would be a chase card for me from the nineties that I would hundred percent, if I came into like, let's say they're going for five or $600. If I had an extra five or 600, I wouldn't even get any PC players. I would just get that, that card. That's very, very, uh, uh, memorable for me as a kid. To me, it is as well. It's basically the first, uh, true chase insert in any hockey product. Super tough to pull. I mean, it's numbered to 5,000. There are some copies that say 10,000. I think that was her errors. It's really out of 5,000. And, you know, that was an impossible card to find because even out of 5,000, it's basically like finding a card today that's out of five. Like that's mm -hmm. how mass produced that stuff was. You can, you just cannot find it. I happen to own a couple because I think it's a buy whenever I find it. So I, I love that card. It's not even of a player, but to me, it represents the true chase in the hobby and, and one of the most important cards uh, in, in hockey cards, really. So I 100% agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah, I'm just going to, I just want to mention we're getting to close to the hour mark here. And I, before other people kind of duck in and out of here, I just want to mention what's coming up on the show that we're going to do here, Sports Cards Live on May the 2nd. I was saving this announcement. So I've gotten, I've arranged for a bit of a panel discussion, guys. It's going to be myself right about there. And then right here in the middle, which you can't really see, is going to be panels number one. And then all the way where just under just to the to the right of Sean, there's gonna be panels number two. So <clears throat> we all know that with COVID-19, we've seen card shows kind of uh, go away for now. Mm -hmm. We know that the card companies are maybe slower to release products. We've we've just got shutdowns all over the place. So I have um Got two guys coming to join me on May the 2nd, which would be the Saturday of the expo that we're not going to be able to have this uh, this spring. So the first guest I have coming is none other than the owner of the Sports Card Expo, Steve Menzies. Steve Menzi, who owns the Toronto Sports Card Expo, will be joining me here, Sports Cards Live, on May the 2nd, <clears throat> where he's going to talk about how the fact that he can't do his show has been affecting his business because it's his business. It's his livelihood. He's going to talk a bit about maybe what he has planned uh, to circumvent this whole thing, if anything, and what we can perhaps look forward to um, in the future. I think that that's, uh, that that's going to be pretty interesting to hear from the guy who owns the card show, which is the biggest card show in Canada and the second biggest card show, I believe, in the world after the, the national. national. So yeah. that'll be awesome. And then we're also going to have, along with him, from Upper Deck, we're going to have Chris Carlin joining us on the show on May the 2nd as well. So he can speak to sort of what's going on at Upper Deck and how are they dealing with this uh, this whole COVID-19 crisis and, you know, what their plans are to to, to come when, when, when we come out of it. So going to be a pretty interesting show. Really excited about that one, everybody. So hope you're all able to come join us. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be, it'll be the same format. You know, we'll, I'll lob some questions at these guys. We'll watch the comments as well and uh, see if we can get more questions for them. So um, that's a pretty star. That's a pretty awesome lineup, man. Holy smokes. You never, you like at the beginning of the show, you said, yeah, I have to make this announcement. I never realized until now that you were the, who you have. Holy jeez, man. I know. That's and I told you before we went live today, I said, I said to Sean, I said, Hey man, I'm going to announce the show that, that I'm going to do on May 2nd. I've got some pretty big, big hitters, some true hobby insiders if you will pun sort of intended coming on coming on the show to talk to the audience about like what's going on uh, what's going on in the industry itself and um, I, I said to you I said I could tell you right now and give you a sneak peek but 
actually, I want to wait. I want to get your your genuine reaction to it when I when I announce it because you know those are those are two people that are um, influential in the hobby. They've got a lot of information. They're both you know I know Chris Carlin is very well known. He's the he's pretty much the face of Upper Deck through all their social media and marketing. And Steve Menzi just happens to own the most important show that us hockey guys and Canadian collectors. Uh, I mean, we congregate there. And we have we have the best time all the time every twice a year in Toronto. It, it's just a blast. So really excited to have those guys on. I hope everyone can kind of make it out there. Spread the word. Let them know. <clears throat> I'll throw it out there again, guys. Please subscribe on YouTube. A couple of you guys have mentioned that you have. I really appreciate that. Please do that. Um, do the liking and all that stuff uh, if you don't mind. Really appreciate and that. Don't don't forget to comment. Isn't that for the uh, the uh, card? Yeah, sheet? right. Yeah. So for Wayne's giveaway for the dry saddle autograph. Thanks, Sean. For for Wayne's yeah. giveaway, um, Doug Laurie Sports in Barrie, Ontario. If you want to win that card, you need to subscribe to the YouTube channel and make a comment. Any comment on the video, please try and be somewhat complimentary and don't uh, rip a strip off me but if you can just make a comment on there and positive uh, comments yeah. yeah positive comment like subscribe and then you will be entered in the draw for that card which is being generously um given out from uh wayne fraser who owns doug Laurie sports in barry ontario um andy yes the stanley just going to catch up on some old comments yes the stanley the other Club. comment uh prior to that one that oh, one was one uh, from yeah he said you, i should post a picture of his card space um if he allows me to 150 percent, i'll post that on my facebook page for sure like god yeah. uh, or even gavin's facebook page is fine and but, even uh, coming to the sports card live facebook group and yes, posting just good idea, good idea. thanks a lot yeah so what else do we got here? Um, here's a comment from Patty D. Wayne's shop is fantastic. Well, that's always great to hear. Um, it, yeah, Andy, who's a, Andy has a shop in Ontario uh, somewhere, Andy. I don't remember. But, um, you know, he says it's his most enjoyable show. And Andy does more than just cards. He does comics. He does collectibles, nice. some collectible toys and that. So he would be setting up at a lot of different type of trade shows, not just sports cards. And he says it's his most enjoyable show. Andy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say it must be because of all the deals we do every show, right? We, we all, I always end up placing some really great cards into your collection, so we'll definitely take that as a compliment. See, um, with the expo, it's, it's, it's an eye opener, man. Holy smokes! I don't know. Like, can you? For me, my first expo, walking through those doors, just knowing that we're everybody's there for like the same reason. It just felt like you were just walking in and you could just be friends with everybody camaraderie, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Hey man, who do you collect? You know, going up to dealers, talking to them about cards. I think that's the best experience I have ever had in the hobby is just going to one expo. I think that was sweet. The yeah. like, probably the best feeling. And I know that there's stuff that happens before the doors open. Come on, making the deals, dealers oh, make yeah. the deals a hundred percent. But like to to go in there and just see like people busting like cases of the cup and stuff, like just watching, like, you know, it's just it's fantastic for people like me who just want to go there and experience just hanging out with people like you, Jeremy. Like you're a rad dude. I remember meeting you in your flame or you weren't wearing a flame, you were wearing a Jets jersey, sorry jets jersey yeah. and uh yeah we made that deal for that kipper and i'll never forget that and i think i even met a meet there too as yeah 50 well. yeah meet's been setting up right beside me at the expo for a, a few years now so he's uh my you know we're, we're kind of partnered up there which is awesome um <clears throat> so i want to say one more thing about about expo but let's just catch up on some of these so uh aaron's excited about the upcoming show 
Uh, my buddy Al, great news about the May 2nd show. So everyone, thanks, Al. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, Andy's uh, his shop, Forest City, I think it's called, Forest City Sports in London, Ontario. So nice. give, him, should give him a visit if you're ever through, uh, yeah, through London. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you know, Tim makes a good comment. Expo is the best, more fun than the game-worn shows. So I'm not a game-worn guy, but that's good to know. And so mm-hmm. speaking of Expo, and when you mentioned you walk into the room and all these people are there for the same reason, I'm, I always, when I'm mentioning the card shows and the experiences that I have at the shows to my, uh, my poker buddies or my colleagues at work or my just, you know, my family, whoever, I always say that, you know, I'm going to this place with a few thousand people and we're all like-minded, you know, we are all there because we have this thing in common, which is the the passion for collecting cards you know these little things that are like this big that are you know two and a half by three and a half inches they don't have a lot of real estate here with which to make them different you know there's literally however eight eight point something square inches that they can design yet they've come up with an infinite amount of patterns and designs and materials and thicknesses over the years now mm-hmm. and we're all there to share in these little eight square inch pieces of cardboard pictures of athletes or trophies or whatever you know but we don't care we're proud of it we love it we love these mm-hmm. things they get our juices flowing they get us excited right uh, yeah, yeah for sure i mean like this you know what i want to just going back earlier we were talking about um sets that would be good for kids for young mm-hmm. kids who are not competing. Mm-hmm. well <clears throat> i forget whose comment that was but it was a great comment and one oh, thing that I was is that a lot of these lower end sets, like uh, for hockey, the MVP or the OPG, OPG, there are still cards in those in those products that I think have could have some great value down the road mm-hmm. because they're chases. So from MVP, for example, this is a card I think is super cool. I picked this up on eBay not too long ago. So this is from 2008-9 MVP, one of the cheapest sets possible, but it's the superscript parallel numbered out of 25. Wow. Only 25. Sidney Crosby, third or fourth year card out of 25. I think I paid for like $20 for this card, graded. Jeez, wow. I mean, it was no brainer, right? A rare that is card. no brainer. There's only 25 of them, and it's Sidney Crosby. That's like that's like the LeBron James of hockey. Yes. So, so you know, we, we love we love these little eight square inch uh, pieces <laughs> of paper for whatever reason. I think, you know, well, for many reasons, but it comes back to when we were kids. So really cool. Just to touch up on the expo, I just wanted to share a story because I said I would on Instagram today. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to uh, just talk. Uh, I was at, uh, I think it was my second expo. Um, I have a YouTube video of me pulling a one-of-one one cut auto from Dutch Hiller from In The Game uh, Ultimate. Uh, it has 99,000 views on YouTube. No joke. It's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah, buddy. If you search it, just uh, it's it's called one of one pull of a lifetime. Has ninety nine thousand views, which is insane. But uh, that uh, the first night of the expo, uh, uh, the guys at Clutes and Chara had this little party, and uh, I was driving in the car. It was me and Chris Barr, uh, a couple other collectors, and it was pretty sweet. Uh, I think you mentioned it, that, Sean. It's camaraderie that makes. I didn't it. mean. I'm sorry to distract you. No, I just no, no, no. There for people to see the great comment Eli makes. You know, it's the that is Eli's. Eli's such a solid dude. I mean, Little Shop of Heroes is awesome. Like he, the way he conducts himself online is amazing. And Eli, you're a solid, solid, solid guy, yeah, man. He's a pro for sure. 
Um, so we were driving down to Kitchener from Toronto uh, to get to the Clutes and Chara store where they were having this party. Uh, and Chris Carlin was there. <laughs> it was pretty interesting that you have him on, on uh, May 2nd. But uh, he was there and uh, we were awaiting the arrival. Uh, the, it wasn't too tight-lipped. Like it was Johnny Bauer and Red Kelly, which is amazing in itself. Like two hockey legends coming to the store. Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, Hall of Famers, 100%. I was so nervous. Uh, my brother went to Johnny Bauer's goalie school when he taught here. So he taught my brother how to play goalie back in the days. So that's, you know, he was, he was still up there in his age, but he still went to his goalie school every year. So uh, he, they came up to the store. Uh, they did a little schmooze. It was amazing. Uh, you could talk to them, ask them questions, so on and so forth. We've collected pictures of them. That's awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we do and we love it buddy um, <laughs> all right back on track so, yes back on track sorry that was a funny comment that's my fault uh, i put that up there to, to distract that, you that's good that's good though uh so we're we're chilling out and everything and johnny bauer starts cutting off into a song he sang his heart out i have it on my youtube page i have it on one of my videos of him just singing in clutes and chara's store but uh before the before they left, they were just sitting there signing autographs. So I got them uh, to open up a box of the cup. I had never in my life dreamed of, of ever purchasing a product that high end. Um, I did make it possible that weekend. I did save up my pennies for whew, a long time in order to even achieve that. But I did did buy a box. And uh, I got my friend to film it because back then we had digital cameras. We didn't have cell phones. So <laughs> had my friend film it on digital camera. Um, and they were opening up the box beside me, which was the most surreal experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, they hit uh, Bobby Orr, Johnny Busick, Phil Esposito, triple hard side autograph number to 25. And the look on their faces when they figured that it was autographed was priceless and i just lost it because that's a huge card i was like holy crap like yeah. as if you guys just pulled me this card and you guys are opening the box you know it was amazing so long story short at the end of the night i i had um what do they call these even things these filler decoy. cards decoy. yeah decoy yes sorry decoy and i got them to write uh to sean uh, Red Kelly, there's his auto, and then best wishes to Sean Johnny Bauer on the back. Yeah, so I think this is this is this is how I remember what exactly happened. Like I have every single memory from that day is encompassed in a piece of cardboard. Well, that that is that is the epitome of taking a decoy to the next level. I really use decoys to firm up my packages when I'm sending cards uh, in bubblers, right? But excellent shipping methods, buddy. <laughs> yeah. no, you got to have your shipping tip top in this hobby. Oh, Otherwise, do you hear about it? No hear. PWEs here, man. No PWEs. No, no plain white envelope. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. So let's get to a couple of questions, comments. Uh, Marty wants to know how many unique Gabby Gabrick cards do you mm. now own off the top of your head? Oof. Definitely in the, at least the thousands, I would assume I have a lot of base cards. Um, I still, still collect pursuing? are you still pursuing? Yeah. yeah. You're still buying them up. Not super active, but anything that I catches my eye, like even his base cards, insert cards, it doesn't matter to me. It always will have a place in my personal collection. Like Ooh, I have, yeah. 
five cards, five of the same cards, you know, but like I'm trying to collect unique pieces of Gabrick. So not doubles, you know, anything like that's, that just catches my eye. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Here's a comment, Sam, Jeremy, you're bringing some fire. How do you keep up with all these awesome guests? Don't worry, Sam. Got some tricks up my sleeve. Uh, I'm on a page. Need this hobby chat with all the COVID negativity. Well, Sam, thanks so much for the encouragement. I totally appreciate it. It does help me keep wanting to come on here. And, Can I uh, just uh, mention something? Yeah. I'm a, front line, I'm a frontline healthcare worker, Sam. Uh, this means like more than the world to me to just be able to take some time uh, away from the nursing home that I work in as a PSW and to just go back and just there's no stress here, man. This is like the best feeling in the world is to just be able to connect with people like Jeremy, people like you to just have this one hour and a half or whatever, how long it is to just be able to just be me. It yeah. means the world to me. It really does. I'm, I'm glad to offer that to you. And I'm glad we came up with this idea. And you know what? I mean, thank you for your service on the front lines. I know you're putting yourself at risk. That's a, it's a big thing to do. So I'm, no, I'm sure you're, you're making a lot of people's lives a lot easier and better by what you're doing. So keep up the great work. I know you're, it's appreciated. Um, but yeah, the hobby is a great place to come to distract yourself from whatever may be bothering you in life. I mean, we all have our challenges. We all have, we all have things that get us down over at times. And I've always turned to the hobby to just cheer me up, whether it's looking at cards, looking at eBay, looking at Instagram, looking at a message, whatever it is, you know. It's uh it's a great it's just a great thing to have. So here, let's keep going through a few comments here. <clears throat> Chris mentions, yeah, the superscript are real pain to find. Well, there's only 25 of each card, and they are coming out in a in a product that is, you know, pretty well produced, I believe. Um, Scott says, I've only been able to get to a few expos, but always fun to make deals with Jeremy and meet and others. Yeah, so much so fun. True. Always so fun. true. Always fun to make comments. Aaron, golden superscripts of the bomb. Classic man. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, here you go for Johnny Bauer. Patty's met an incredible man, met him many times. That's great to hear. I agree. Base inserts and parallels are the best. I'm an insert and parallel guy. I noticed, like, seriously, lately, Jeremy, uh, just even uh, being active on every, like, trying to not, like, I'm not super active on every Facebook page there is, but I'm pretty active. I like trolling some and just checking out what everybody's having up for Razor. But I noticed that there's a lot more, uh, people getting more active into the insert game than there has been ever before. Like people are getting into the PMGs and hockey, like what? I, I thought that was only basketball. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a, there's a very niche market for it in basketball and they do a, like there's high amounts like Jordan PMGs are super huge. Right. Um, but you see people now just posting up like I'm looking for inserts of this person or inserts of that person. I, I think know. that's pretty cool, man. I think that's it pretty cool. cool. But the problem for me is that I've been chasing those for a couple of years now and I've been talking about them. And now people are asking me, well, which ones are you collecting? Then I see these same people posting saying, looking for this, this. And I'm like, wait, I'm looking for these too. Should have kept my <laughs> I haven't stopped about quite enough yet. So I'm just dry. I just drove up the price on myself, but that's okay. I don't mind. I'm happy to share the share share these great cards and not be the only one that owns them, right? There's there's plenty. Of, there's always more cards out there. Always yeah. more cards. Here's your buddy CJ says oh, thanks. Sean. Man. Can I get your? He wants your autograph, buddy. So you better uh, ship one out and maybe maybe get him get Gavin to put a scribble on there for him too. Hundred percent, I will. That's not a problem whatsoever, man. That's like the boss, the boss of the boss, right there, yeah. CJ. Love there you, man. You Curtis Johnson. 
Brett says, you know, you're getting a lot of a lot of shout outs for the hard work you're doing. And Brett agrees that the hobby is just a great place with great people. Brett's a local guy, a local collector here. I've known him for a long time. And we're at the same trade right, all the time. The big Trevor Linden collector. We Oh, nice. Time. Yeah. Great dude. Great dude. Um, oh, Jason's a little bit late to the show. Don't worry, Jason. You can catch it later. You can catch the rest later. Yeah. Billy knows that I love shiny inserts. I sure do. <laughs> So keep, on, keep on making them for me, but keep them rare. Keep them rare. I want, I want We like the challenge, you know. Some of them rare. Make some more accessible for everybody else too. But the only but, PMG I think I have is a rat. He used to play for the Wolves. His name's Radic Faxa, and I have a PMG number to fifty. So it's too bad he didn't pan out to be a good player. But uh, nevertheless, it's still a well, PMG. Speaking <laughs> of PMG, I'm going to throw off a card that I just picked that just came in the mail, like. Uh, I think on Monday, actually, it's a PMG. So first, Jason, he collects, he's collecting the old ultra inserts from the mid 90s. Oh, nice. yeah. I mean, beautiful cards, right? They were really fading back there and, and coming out with some awesome designs, especially at Fleer, the yes. couple of Arena Design, who, who um, were recently interviewed on another YouTube channel called, called Cardboard Chronicles. I recommend you guys go watch this guy. Josh Johnson does interviews with collectors. Uh, it's basketball focused, but he does uh, some really interesting stuff. Some great collectors. Check the, check that out, and and really go check out his interview with um, uh, what's her name, Jean and Jean and Earl, I believe, from Arena Design. And these people designed all these cards for Fleer and Skybox back in the nineties. What? But no one knew who they were. And then I believe one of these bat, one of these high end basketball collectors went and searched them out, and now. They're, they're on Instagram and I follow them and they're every so often they put up a card that they created several years ago and they talk about what was going through their mind at the time. Super cool. So here's a card that was inspired by them. I'm going to show it off because I love this card. I'm super happy to get it. It's the PMG green from 2012 Fleer Ultra. It is green. Trust me. I know it's hard to see, but that's the green Crosby. One of the best PMGs. Wow. I think the Gretzky would be the only one better. So I keep them in top loaders until I get them slabbed. But uh, in the meantime, there it is. So that's a beautiful card, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. I'm really happy to have that one. Um, <clears throat> there we go. Sam, another comment. Thanks for everything you've done. Just gave me chills. Very inspiring. Yeah, for sure it is. For sure it is. I need to show that Fleer Roy EX out of 10. Yeah, I, I will have the time, Scott. It's buried in a box oh. now. I'll get to that. I love my, my EX essential credentials. I, I love cards that are die cut on acetate or die cut acetate on cardboard. I think that when they, when they marry those two materials together, you ju it just makes for, and especially when they change up the color of the acetate, like there were one year of essential credentials where there was the, the pink and the yellow. I color. remember the pink. Yeah. yeah. I remember the pink for sure. The blues, like they're just, they're just really cool, really cool cards. All right, man. So I'll just mention again, guys, May 2nd, I've got, Two awesome guests on the show. I've got uh, Steve Menzi, the owner of the Sports Card Expo in Toronto, the twice a year show. He's going to come on talk about the state of the hobby, a little bit about you know what he's doing and what we can expect later. Chris Carlin, the face of Upper Deck, will, Huge. Be, jo will be joining us as well. Chris is um, you know he's a he's been with Upper Deck for as long as like at least twenty years, probably more by now. Um, he's at all the big shows. He's the guy, one of the guys on the mic talking to the crowd and. Just a real positive, positive guy. So I want to hear from him about kind of what they're doing among, among, amidst this COVID-19 crisis and what they have planned 
uh, for when we come out of it. And and I also want you know him and Steve to kind of just describe sort of or at least to talk about what um, you know what they have planned for the next expo, whenever that will be. Does does Upper Deck plan on coming out with a bang? What, what kind of plans do they have to welcome us all back to the physical hobby itself? <clears throat> yes, Carvin, he was there. Oh, sorry, he was there before you. Hey, <laughs> Carvin was with Upper Deck. Carvin got to Upper Deck, I think, in about 2002. He mentioned uh, on Saturday on this show, mm-hmm. and Chris was already there before him. So we're talking 20 years. Chris has been with them, so he he bleeds Upper Deck, you know, mm-hmm. and. He's just a, he's a great positive guy. So really excited to have him on here. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be an amazing show. Um, with regards to Gavin gives back to the webpage. Uh, I just want to let everybody know who's watching. Uh, just go give it a like on Facebook because Gavin will be actually giving away a mystery pack for everybody who comes to the page and gives a like there. And then I'm going to post a little blurb and just like, or comment on that blurb. And you'll be entered into the draw. And I think we'll coincide it with uh, the dry sidle for the next time. And you can announce both winners on your show next time. Yeah, sounds good, Sean. So the next, the big show I'm talking about is May 2nd. There's still this Saturday to come. I'm, I've got no plans for Saturday night, you know, COVID-19 and all. So, um, so I'm probably going to come on here again on this Saturday, probably same time, 8 o'clock. And I don't have any guests arranged as of right now. So it just might be, be me sitting here chit-chatting away. Off, grab a box of something, hobby box. <laughs> yeah. Go grab a hobby box. <laughs> or, or I could go through a stack of my own cards and just show yes. some cards I love and talk about why I like certain cards, um, whatever, whatever's interesting. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Carvin was uh, 2001 to 2010. Carvin was, uh, was with Upper Deck, and then he went to Panini. Thanks for that, Carvin. Andy, I hope there's an expo in November. So do I, brother. So do I. Um, We're all crossing our fingers there, buddy, for sure. Fingers crossed. I'm kind of I'm kind of taking the mindset where I'm going to say okay there's not going to be one because I'm going to kind of under expect and hopefully over surprise myself or right kind of see for me me being in healthcare I think that uh, it's going to last probably till September Um, that's just for now Uh, we have to learn how to live this new normal man it's sucks every day just going from work and coming home but uh, it is what it is for now. Yeah, and I appreciate sure. I appreciate all the kind comments, guys. It's it's truly makes me feel like going to work tomorrow. You know, it yeah, no, well, you deserve it. You've been working. You're 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 doing that. You're doing tough work right now, man. I mean, there's a lot a lot of different frontline type of workers out there, and everyone's kind of putting things at risk and going the extra mile. And I know that uh, that all the people that aren't getting sick because of what's going on should be really appreciative uh, of it. So that's awesome. Um, before I move on, I just want to also mention. Um, <clears throat> Shit! Well, oh, I cursed. <laughs> hey, first swear! Yeah, doing pretty good. So I lost my train of thought there. I'm, I'm watching comments. I'm watching you and me. I'm thinking about other things. So I'm still pretty new at this whole hosting a a, a live program. A live. Well, stream. hey, man, you you are doing a bang on job, man. I just want to be honest with you. Like you're doing a bang on job. Keep up the amazing work, and it's only going to get better. Like I said to you a million times before you even went live on your first show, buddy. You got something here, and it's going to be a good niche for you. I'm telling you this. Well, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that a lot, guys. So everyone, make sure you go check out Gavin's Facebook page. Gavin gives back. Sean and Gavin are going to give away. Well, Gavin's going to go. Gavin again. If you're just joining late, is is Sean's four-year-old son loves the hobby. He's going to be giving out uh, a prize to someone who goes and likes his page uh, through this video. So please go do that. Also want to shout out again to Wayne. Um, 
Doug Laurie Sports Cards in Barrie, Ontario. We're going to give away a, a Leon Dreisaitl SP Authentic Limited Autograph. Um, probably do it at the beginning of my next show because I want you all to go and subscribe and like the video on YouTube. And if you do that, you'll get you'll get entered in to win that card. So thanks again to Wayne. Thanks to Gavin. Thanks to Sean for joining me today, man. This was this was great. Exactly what I was expecting and hoping for. Um, Beautiful show. Yeah, man. I'd love to I'd love to sign off, but you know, we got comments coming in still. Let's keep rolling, man. Just keep rolling, buddy. Keep rolling a little bit. Yeah, Chris, I, I let it slip through there. Man. That was that was uh pretty funny. What's Barry say? It's gonna come back harder. Flu season. We're getting wrecked out here in the US. Scary stuff. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Barry's a, a firefighter in Colorado. So thanks to Barry. Oh wow. Thanks, Barry. For what Keep he's up, doing, buddy. Well. and thanks for yeah, joining. No kidding. Barry. Show some of your cards, Jeremy. Misspelt. I will, Sam. No worries. <laughs> I, I often spell my name that exact same way before I didn't go fix it. So maybe I'll. Do, well, I can show a couple cards right now uh, if, if anyone wants to stick around and watch. Brian, man, you're welcome. Always happy to uh, to chat hobby. So super <clears> fun. Yeah, guys, check out check out Gavin gives back all the all the plugs I do. Sorry to bore you with them. Um, I'll show a few cards. We still got some people watching. I'll show a couple more cards that I, that are just on my desk. Recent recent incomers. This is a 1996 Fleer Metal Universe Wayne Gretzky oh Lethal God. Weapon Superpower. A card that people probably don't even know that much about. Like I didn't know that much about it until I kind of started looking into it. But it's just a really awesome card. It, it's got a cool sheen to it, a cool shiny layer on top. Um, it's just my camera's not picking it up very well, but. It's a really cool card. And it's that looks playing, awesome. It's playing days. So I always, you know, kind of prefer a playing days card to non. I showed the uh I showed the Crosby superscript. Out of 25. I showed this last time. This is my Carvin Chung autographed Allen and Ginter card. No way. That's yeah. hilarious, man. That's sick. Yeah. He signed it to me. It says to Gomez. Gomez is my <clears throat> was my online handle, still is on eBay and web and message boards, hobby insider and all that. I'll show a cool card. This is a big card. I just this just came with the with the Crosby uh, PMG green. I got these two on an Instagram deal. This is a pretty decent card. It's a it's it's actually LeBron James uh, credential rookie from 2003, numbered out of 102. Ooh. Yeah. So for the hockey guys out there, you may not know much about this, but this is a pretty serious. This is this is you know. I'm a collector, but I also consider it a lot of pieces investments. And this is certainly falls into the investment category. So nice. really happy to, to land that. <clears throat> Show the Kiprasov again. That's a recent card that came in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to show, I want to show one card uh, show because card. Me, and, me and you just made a deal and this has turned into one of my favorite cards I've ever acquired. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. He barely signs, man. Like I was just looking up a Scott Stephen autographs and it's so hard to find something he signs, but I got this from Jeremy. So it's very, very beautiful. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. That, that autograph that is autograph is unreal on the rookie card too, which is sick. That auto is beautiful. Scott Stevens, man. That's uh, seriously. Phew. PC all the way, my friend. I'm going to keep that one yeah. forever and ever and ever. And the story behind that card was that those – and it's funny that Wayne from um, Doug Glory Sports Cards, actually, I got it from him. I got that card oh, from Oh, no way. Yeah, because what happened was 
there was a there was a guy he was the cameraman for hockey night in canada and he was also a season ticket holder in toronto uh, for the toronto maple leafs so he had access he had dressing room access so in the late 70s and, and right through the 80s he collected cards but he collected on card autographs and he was getting these autographs in the dressing room and when he passed away <clears throat> when he passed away probably it's about 10 years ago now that i acquired that collection or a part of the collection from Wayne, who acquired the whole collection from the estate of this gentleman, whose name was Robert Thomas. Wayne had all these cards at his booth at Expo. And like you alluded to earlier, Sean, that things go on before the doors open. And that is the best part of Expo for us vendors is that we get to go, go around and try and pick up some stuff that, you know, that otherwise is going to be gone and we're stuck at our booth. So, you know, you go around and get it. So I was at his booth and I was looking through these album upon album upon album of these in in person autograph cards they weren't slabbed and i thought you know what i'm gonna grab every card he has from the winnipeg jets which was like 300 cards and then i grabbed i grabbed a, a rookie card of all the players that were anybody and scott stevens fell into that so i got the gretzky the lemieux the patrick waugh wow. steve eiserman you know all of those guys and <clears throat> i ended up getting him slab psa dna several years later and now, you know what, I'm just not really enjoying them as much as I once was. And I'm picking up some other stuff. So I'm kind of, you know, doing a bit of consolidating, a bit of moving things around. I decided those aren't cards that I need to hang on to. So I'm willing to to move um, those cards. For me as a, a collector, uh, sorry to cut you off there, Jeremy. No. I didn't mean to at all. Um, for me as a collector, I look at these and I look at the way that Upper Deck is doing their buyback sets right so they get buybacks they buy back their own product they put a, a player's autograph on it kind of like a young gun you know what i mean the young gun buybacks but yeah. these are like the original <laughs> young gun buybacks if you think about it you have to think about it that way this is the rookie card that scott steven signed and i don't know if it's it's not numbered obviously but i mean it should be pretty rare i mean the the ones that you have that are in person that are slabbed should be pretty rare yeah. um and I think that I look at it from a modern point because I do a lot more modern collecting. I think of young guns that are signed and that these were the first ones that were like that. They were their rookie cards in essence. And well, those, even are, those are the young guns of, of the eighties, right? There, mm -hmm. there, are, there were no young guns and, and those were the only rookie cards that these guys had. And in, in, in that particular year, there was no top set that year. One of the 82, 83, 83, 84 tops took off. It they was just Opeachy. Those years off of making cards, there was there was Opeachy all the way through. But those two years, there's only the one rookie card for for a guy like Scott Stevens. So, you know, the only it's not a buyback because it wasn't rebought by a company and put into a new product. But I hear mm -hmm. what you're saying. The card has all the same qualities as a buyback young gun would. All right, so pretty yeah. cool stuff. A couple of comments have come in. I need a swear jar. I know. I I know. I let a curse slip through the lips there. I sure did. <laughs> Andy, I'm a smooth talker. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you very much. Uh, my favorite insert set, Jeremy and Sean. We'll start with you, Sean. What's Ooh. your favorite set? Insert sets. Uh, I got to go with the uh, the Opeachy checklist, like I was saying earlier. I, I'm just not familiar if it's 13, 14, or 14, 15. Uh, they weren't black. They were yellow. Uh, they had the goal scores from that year, most assists, and so on and so forth. I like those kind of inserts, but I also like uh, – I have a whole bunch of Dominic Hasek inserts coming out of my wazoo. Uh, Stadium Club did a, a die-cut set uh, back in the early 2000s, I want to say, and there's a picture of Dominic Hasek. He's kind of sprawled out, but it's raised when you feel it. 
And yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. I'm a texture person when it comes to a lot of things in my life, but I, I think it's really neat to actually feel the card and see that it's raised. I think it's one of the coolest things. And big pulls for me, I like big pulls. That's yeah. my favorite insert set of all time where you just pull out the jersey and there's an autograph on it. I think that's by far one of the coolest inserts for me. Yeah, for me, I like I like inserts that are, I like case hit type of inserts, ones that are really tough to find. Um, I like, I like, as I said, acetate, die cut, that kind of thing, shiny cards. I like rare parallels. Anything that just, I look at it and I can sit there and I can look at the different, the way the light reflects off it in different ways. I love that. I, to, to name my favorite insert set of all time right now, uh, nothing, there, there, there's lots. There's almost too many. I not, I, not, no one is just popping out in my head. So I'm going to kind of pass on that for now. But, um, but I'll move along here, open a uh, the superpower card, so hard to scan. Yes, very hard to scan. I agree. Where are the thermal threat cards? I don't know. Oh my gosh, those are awesome. Those are the red ones, right? They look like fire, kind of, and it has the player's face on. I can't. I can't place them to be honest. I think they, that it had the player's face on them. I think it was from Ultra, and they. I think that their face was like it was like just a plain old orange and red look like fire on it. Yeah. Yes. I remember seeing something that like that, that more recently came out of a pack as well, whether it was a FLIR product or something, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, Richard asked if that Steven is the Stevens from a licensed company. Yep. That was Opeachy. Opeachy was licensed back in the day. Sean says a good autograph can make the ugliest card beautiful. You know what? I can see that. I can see that. But I also think a bad autograph can make a beautiful card ugly. Yes, hundred percent. Especially if the if it's a poorly placed sticker autograph, I'd rather I don't want the autograph. I I made a joke recently that I'll just peel the autograph off and have myself a nice card. See, um, like with the Kucherov, you know, like he does sign differently. Uh, I noticed that from just collecting them. Like even his hard sign, like this one will have uh, his number eighty six at the end. Okay, yeah. but then you look at a clean version of a hard signed autograph. This autograph right here is my favorite autograph I've ever seen of his. Uh, just the way that he signs his name. Yeah. It is so beautiful. Like, I love that autograph. It's just, again, it's from uh, SP Spectrum. It's It must be not even, it's not even numbered, but it's just the way he signed his autograph is so beautiful. I think that's what makes this card for me one of my favorite Kucherovs in my PC, actually. Oh, that's cool. It's Very just cool. Just a nice autograph. Okay, I want to get to uh, Curtis's question. How many of those ITG emblem tag numbers do I have now? Curtis, I have, I think, about 85. I have two incoming that I'm waiting. They should be here any day. And, you know, they come in waves. Like, sometimes I, I'll, I'll go a year. I've gone a year without acquiring one. And then next thing you know, I pull, up, pull in half a dozen in two months. It's just just depends on if I'm remembering to search them. I am working on on uh, snagging Sean's Gavrik out of his collection. <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too hard on that. I don't want to want to lay too much guilt on there or anything. Um, what is your white whale card? That's a good question. Why don't you? Uh, well, here, let's both think about that for a second. Um, whale. My white whale card right now. If I had to choose a white, and I'm gonna stick with hockey for this answer, um, and I know where one is. So I showed you guys the green, um, the green PMG of Crosby from 2012 Fleer Retro. Um, I'd like to get the Gretzky to go with that. And there's only 10 of them. I, I do know where one is. I'm sure I could probably find one or two more wow. if I talk to enough people. But I'd really like to add the, the Gretzky on there. Oh, there, Chris. That's right. Full Force was the product that had those thermals. 
Exactly. I was going to say Synergy, but I knew it wasn't Synergy because I collect some cool cards from Synergy, like the Glow Shift, which are oh, like... Those are cool cards, yeah. Yeah, I think those are pretty awesome. Yeah, Full Force. Sorry, Full Force for uh, Thermal Threats. That's right. For, for my White Whale, I think it would have to be... Um... Marion Gabriquet. So I have his rookie cards. I have his normal young gun, his young gun exclusives, and his young gun. It would wouldn't be as high gloss because they didn't have high gloss back then. The lowest that I got number two is twenty five. So I have that one as well. But I need I know where one is again, and it's going to be I can't pry it away because this guy sold his whole autograph collection. But uh, it was um, buyback Marion Young Gun. Uh, Marion Gabrick Young Gun Auto. That would be my white whale right now, 110. Yeah. Well, percent I don't know if you guys are watching, but the the 30th anniversary one of ones at Upper Decks putting in the packs right now. So I know the Pavel Bure, the 1991 Pavel Bure buyback, stamped and reinserted, recently went for like 800. dollars But the Ovechkin is up on eBay right now. It ends. I have it on my watch list. That card very quickly went up to like 4,000 dollars. Right, insane. I know someone who pulled the Gabrick one too, but the his kid pulled it, so he wouldn't sell it. And me and Daniel were kind of in a bidding war on that one. But at the end, I don't know if it got sold to Daniel or what. What's up with it? But yeah, yeah. Here's a comment: autographs are dying, unfortunately, due to the fact these kids nowadays don't know how to write their names. I mean, you know, there's merit to that comment. I don't know that autographs are dying. But I think that I think some collectors are just less interested in having they're getting a, turned off. They're getting turned 100%. off. An autograph is like a you know a check mark or just a little. <laughs> it's like you look at Zion Williamson in basketball, man. That's all I have to say. I'm not a basketball collector, man. But if I ever pulled a card that just had ZW on it, whoa. Yeah, it's upsetting. It, it's upsetting, and I it it does make me kind of I respect their game, I respect their athleticism, mm-hmm. but I don't respect their um, their appreciation for the fans and what the fans are looking for from them, and especially kids. Kids wanna, kids wanna feel like you know they're getting to know these guys. And what better way than to get a nice autograph from the player where you can read their name later on? You know, like Jean yeah. Beliveau, right? Mm-hmm. Even Sam, you know, Sidney Crosby's autograph is beautiful. So is Wayne Gretzky's. Mm-hmm. These guys, and I do think, I do think, and maybe. Maybe on May 2nd, Chris Carlin can confirm, or if Billy is still watching, he can confirm that the card companies, I do believe that they actually sit with the players and have them practice their autograph quite a bit to make them nicer. Now, Obviously, they're not getting through to everybody, but I think they are getting through to some of them. So that's that's pretty awesome. You know, I think that's, yeah, Aaron says the 30th anniversary buybacks are sweet. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. You know, you take a card, you buy it back, you stamp it, you put it in a pack, and all of a sudden it's a chase, it's a premium chase card. Pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, Curtis, you know, penmanship is dying all around, right? I mean, even when I wrote my professional exams, I wrote I wrote a 16-hour exam over four days in pen. And nowadays it's all on the computer. And my handwriting has gone, gone in the pooper. Like, I used to take pride in my handwriting, and now... I, I can't do it anymore. I lost the skill. My, mine looks like a doctor scratch now if I ever try and handwrite. It's crazy. Michael yeah. Vick, yeah. Yeah, Sam, that Crosby, this Crosby Green PMG is numbered 210. This is number two of 10 on the back. See if I can show that. That is a beauty card, man. Are you going to get that graded, Jeremy? I am. I am. I like to get my, uh, it's just kind of the way I like to collect some things. 
Oh, here's a compliment for your boy Gabrick. Gabrick, oh, no, sorry, not a compliment. Not the best example of a stellar auto. I still love him though. <laughs> I don't know if I have an auto here of oh yeah, I do right here. Him and Makita dual auto. I think it's not too bad, but he did get sloppy near his later days, that's for sure. Yeah, that's Makita, see, like that's an example right there of a good autograph right there, Makita, and then yeah. a decent autograph, because at least he number he put a number at the end of it, right? So right yeah. there. Pretty awesome. But, yeah. Okay, man. So I'm gonna re I'm just gonna quickly recap everything, guys. May 2nd, live show. Chris Carlin from Upper Deck, Steve Menzi, the owner of the expo, the Toronto Expo, will be joining me here. We'll have a little small channel, three-way discussion, see what they have to say about the state of the hobby, what they have planned. Make sure you guys go and visit Gavin Gives Back Facebook page. Sean's, son's Ga Sean's son, Gavin, he's going to do a giveaway, a mystery pack to somebody who goes and likes his page. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. at the. Oh, hold on, let me just fix this. On the bottom, follow me on Instagram if you're not already at Lee underscore cards. You can follow Sean on Instagram at what God would say. He's starting to really load it up with some awesome pictures of his cards. Check out <clears throat> check out Doug Laurie Sports Cards in Barrie, Ontario. We're going to give away the, the Leon Dreisaitl card um, probably on this Saturday when I'm going to come back on here for show number four. Don't know who I'm going to have, if anybody yet, but I will be here. That's what I'm planning to do. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for coming. Thanks everybody for subscribing to YouTube. I really want you to do that. Please join the Facebook group, Sports Cards Live. If you have a friend in the group, you're automatically added. If you don't, I will automatically add you manually. And that's it. Thanks Good tight group. Thank you for this amazing show. That was awesome, Jeremy. Thank you for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for the comments. We'll keep on doing this as long as COVID keeps us inside, perhaps even longer. Peace out. Keep collecting. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.